If you were to ask the average person on the street about customer service, most would probably say that the quality has declined in recent years, or maybe as consumers, we just expect a whole lot more nowadays. Well, today on LJN Radio's Employment Notebook, we're going to explore the value of quality customer care and how your organization can offer up some world-class service and it'll help you in the sales department as well. You know, we all think we're good listeners, but we don't have anything to compare it to. You know, like we, we really, where do you learn to listen? You know, people say it's the highest form of respect. And even if a customer is upset and they have a problem, and you've heard that problem a hundred times before, it's very important to let them explain it to you and not jump in and try to fix it before they have explained it to you. That listening thing is so important that people slow down, give them a chance. Sometimes it's just a vent. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Tim Muma, and on the phone to discuss this topic, we have Ann McKeegan. She's the Customer Care Program Specialist for Sandler Training, and she's going to touch on some of the key points from her book, Customer Service the Sandler Way, 48 Rules for Strategic Customer Care. Ann, thanks for coming on LGN Radio. Glad to do it. The subject of customer service, customer care, uh, it's something we hear a lot about with the kind of the radio shows we do and the people we work with. But I also hear many people argue that, well, if we have superior products and services, that's going to trump everything else. Customer service kind of just a bonus for us. What's your take for people who have that stance? Well, you know, you can, you can build a better mousetrap, but it's been proven over and over that it's really the human element that sets you apart. Can people sell that mousetrap? Can they service it long term? Things are so competitive now that people are really looking for that extra edge, that extra um, magic service that sets people apart. And it's so uh, often that you get bad service Mm -hmm. that uh, when, when you see good service, people really understand value and they find that good service is part of that value. Now, how about in today's sort of virtual world? I mean, so many of the connections we make now seem to be online. It's rarely face-to-face or even over the phone doesn't seem to be that much. Does that take away from the customer service importance? Does it add to it in some way? I mean, how do you view the idea of our digital communications? You know, a lot of companies thought that they were onto something really great when they thought that they could go all digital and they could, you know, put you through that maze of, of telephone and, and or mm. email. And a lot of companies are finding that they're going to go back to ear-to-ear, face-to-face, people interactions. I actually spoke to a company one time. I said, you know, what's, what's, where's your customer service going in the future? And they said, well, we're not going to have one. We're going to get rid of all our people. It's just going to be, you know, people are going to buy online and there's going to be no people right. involved. Even they are, are, you know, changing their tune on that because they're seeing competition with very well-trained customer service people pulling ahead of them. And, uh, you know, people often think that customer service is an expense when really it's an investment. If you have good customer service people, they can upsell, cross-sell, build loyalty. They can do all those things that you just can't do with a text or an email or a voicemail. Well, I like the way you phrase that, the idea of it being an investment versus an expense. I think uh, you're right. A lot of people end up looking at it backwards in that way. With that in mind, how do you personally try to define customer service or customer care? It seems like it's one of those things that everyone has their own definition. So I was curious if if you or uh, Sandler Training in general had a way of looking at it. Yeah, we do have a way of looking at it. And when you think about big picture, customer care is about building relationships 
one conversation at a time. It is about building those connections between people. And even when it's difficult and when you have a a bad situation and there's been a, a service breakdown, if you have the right people in place with the empathy and the communication skills, they can make that relationship stronger. It's kind of like a marriage, you know, if you don't have good communication, you don't have, you know, you don't have a basis. But if you have good communication, you can weather the bad storms, you can get through it. And we like to look at customer care from kind of five areas. One is hiring and making sure you're finding the right people in your search. The next one would be training, making sure, you know, Everybody needs product knowledge. Of course you do. You have to understand your products and services. But there's also soft skills training. You need to know, you know, understand how to communicate with people, how to resolve conflict, how to um, question and listen. There's a lot of bad listeners out there. You need to know how to listen to customers. And also, we like to look at it from the point of view of sales. Customer service people don't like the word sales. We use the word help instead. Okay. You're helping a customer. You are helping them buy something. It's no different. That word "sell" makes people nervous, so we don't, you know, we, we don't want customer service people to be nervous about it. So we call it helping. They're already helping customers. And then finally, that's it's the upserve. It's the magic service. It's the over and above. It's proactively finding out what comes next, so they they don't have to come to you. You can go to them. We take a a, a big picture view of customer service. And you uh, must have read my mind with that area because those uh, those five critical areas of customer service that you just mentioned there, that's kind of how things are laid out in the book that you also wrote, uh, Customer Service, The Sandler Way, 48 Rules for Strategic Customer Care. I did want to try to touch on a couple of uh, maybe details within those strategies. Uh, we obviously don't have time to cover them all, but uh, you mentioned right away the the good hiring practices, and that stood out to me just because that obviously happens before you even uh, get into the customer care training and all that kind of stuff. How do you find people that fit that mold? What do you look for? I mean, it seems like it could be somewhat of a challenge because you're not talking about skills that you necessarily see on a paper. Yeah, that's exactly right. We kind of set very little store by a resume. I mean, there's some things you can tell from a resume, but it really all happens in the interview process. And you have to have the right questions and know what you're looking for when you ask those questions. In an interview situation, uh, a a candidate will often say, uh, well, I'm a quick learner. We typically don't want to take that at face value. We want them to give us an example. We need Mm -hmm. proof of all these things. You know, I'm a team player. Really, tell me about the time and we ask them the questions. So, you know, there's certain things we're looking for, and we have to ask the questions to dig into that. Another component you talked about, um, and I had seen a note on, was the idea of customer experience, um, being able to be customer-friendly throughout the customer experience. What might that entail a little bit, and how does a company set it up where the entire customer experience can be positive and beneficial? What are you specifically looking at? Well, when we talk about experience, we're talking about a bigger thing than just one interaction. For instance, if a customer needs to navigate a voicemail for five or six minutes to find the right answer, that's an experience that may frustrate them. Hmm. So how can you make that simpler? How can you make it quicker for them? There's a lot of things that go into the customer experience. I'll give you a quick example. 
a friend of mine went to a store fixture company to buy those standards that you make people line up with. You know, there's a little ropes between them. Right, right. So she went in, explained what you want. They gave her the standards. They gave her the ropes. She bought them. She goes back and she went to put it together and there were no little clips at the top for the rope to go through. So she phoned them up and said, well, where are they? And they said, well, you didn't ask for that. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know... Please, you know, she explained what she was doing. That was a bad experience. Right. You know, they gave her exactly what she asked for, but she didn't know to ask for the clips. You know, customer experience, it's a lot of things that go into it. How do we make it less work for them? How do we make it easier to buy from us? How do we make it, you know, a, a quicker? And how do we make it right? In other words, when you get back to your place of business, you have everything you need. All of those things go into customer experience. Some people call it customer journey. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that makes sense, obviously, if you're looking at it over the long haul. Um, I, I had seen a couple mentions of that, too, of going beyond that customer's immediate need as well. Another area I took note of was the mention that really being a student of human behavior is vital to offering up that high-quality customer service, especially looking at it from the Sandler point of view. What kind of things show if a person has that type of ability? What can they do better than others that allows them to maybe understand what someone might need or want? I always come back to two things. And the first one is listening. You know, we all think we're good listeners, but we don't have anything to compare it to. You know, like we, we really, where do you learn to listen? Hmm. You know, people say it's the highest form of respect. And even if a customer is upset and they have a problem and you've heard that problem a hundred times before, it's very important to let them explain it to you and not jump in and try to fix it before they have explained it to you. That listening thing is so important that people slow down, give them a chance. Sometimes it's just a vent, but give them a chance and really listen and use your active listening techniques. You know, tell me more. Uh-huh. Okay. I got it. And then, of course, asking questions. It's not a skill you think of because most customer care is very reactive. Sure. Somebody asks for something and you give it to them. But when you can listen and ask good questions, compelling questions, then things like the experience that that woman had trying to build her lineup won't happen because somebody is proactively asking the right questions to make sure she has everything she needs. So questioning and listening, top of my list every time. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good point. Where do we really learn to listen? I think to just my kids, and I constantly feel like I'm telling them, could you just listen to what I'm saying, please? So apparently it doesn't happen at that age either. How about self-awareness? What role does that play in maybe helping an individual be better in this area or understand people in general? Yeah, it's really important. We, we like I say at Sandler, we have a lot of communication skills. And those communication skills include first understanding yourself. You know, you really need to look at yourself, you know, am I impatient? Am I a good listener? Am I, uh, do I take things personally? Because that's a big thing in customer care mm. and really understanding where you're coming from. And then you begin to see other people. So you begin to see patterns in other people and you begin to learn how to handle those things. Everything in customer care can be a process. In other words, a step-by-step -step process. And even down to, for instance, we get a lot of call for training on dealing with difficult people and difficult situations. Sure. And that can be a very calm step-by-step -step process. But, you know, there are a lot of customer care people, they're easily hooked into emotions of the customer. 
In other words, the customer's upset and they get defensive or they get upset about it when really they just need to stay calm and take it step by step. We do a lot of training around understanding communication style and understanding why people do the things they do and say the things they do. Because once you have knowledge of it, you have power over it and you can control that situation. And that's what I think a lot of customer care people are looking for. They want to be able to control the situation, be able to control conversations and be able to take people from feeling not okay about a situation to feeling good about a situation. Well, and I have to say, I just hearing you talk about it in those ways, I think uh, I'd hope at least a lot of people who might be in those positions, as you said, want to learn more, want to understand, because it can go deeper than just those initial interactions like you mentioned. But I think you've given us some really good stuff today. I wanted to give you the floor at the end, as we do with a lot of our guests. What final takeaway or piece of advice would you want to offer up to our listeners on offering up that strategic customer care? If I was talking to the managers and entrepreneurs and owners and presidents, I would ask them to go and listen to what their customer service people are saying to their customers because, you know, sometimes the president is a little removed from that and they really need to understand what are the dynamics there, what are happening there, because sometimes we call them never, never customers. They never complain and they never explain, but they never come back. Mm. And we don't really know why. We think that's normal. And it's really not. That can be helped. If I could give one quick piece of advice, it's to go and sit with them and find out what's going on in the customer care department and talk to them and listen to them on the phone. I think that's a great place for us to close out the show. And thank you very much for joining us and sharing your experience. We do appreciate it. Well, thanks for talking to me, Tim. Appreciate it. And that will do it for us here on Employment Notebook and our conversation with Ann McKeegan, Customer Care Program Specialist for Sandler Training. She's also the author of Customer Service, The Sandler Way, 48 Rules for Strategic Customer Care. If you'd like to give us feedback on this or any of our shows, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Thanks once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 